Well, hey there, hi there, ho there. This is time for Generation Tech. I'm Todd Brinker. I am joined by my dad, Jack. How are you on this happy post-Easter Monday? I was going to say, is Easter Monday, is this a holiday for a lot of folks? So, yeah, well, I know the school that I teach at is off all week. We always take our uh, Easter break right after Easter as opposed to a spring break. And so... I don't, uh, I don't keep track of most holidays anymore because they're all holidays for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway. and, you know, it's, it's, I said we're off. The school's off, but, but swimming season is in, you know, is in full swing. So we can't oh, take yeah. off an entire week and, 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 you know, just say it's all good. So... So we have morning practice this week. So I got, uh, we're recording a little later because you had something going on later in the day and I had practice uh, in the morning. So not the five in the morning ones that I was having, you know, when school was on. We went uh, eight to 10 in the morning Pacific time, which was, you know, that's not bad. You don't have to get up too early. Although I'll say uh, from where I live, driving in towards Orange County, um, uh, even at eight o'clock or well, 7.30 in the morning, um, there's a fair amount of traffic out there still. I forgot yeah, well, what it was like have, to have to commute in that stuff. Yeah, well, we we only have about less than 10 minutes to get to the church. And we went yeah. at 7, and in fact, but we, we knew that just about all the retirees go then. So the big issue for us is finding uh, one of the handicapped uh, parking spaces uh-huh. and one that— I, not just any old one, because some of them don't allow me to get my scooter up on the curb. So then mm-hmm. I'd have to drive down the street a ways, you know, in order to find a right a, a, a ramp. ramp to get you up onto but, the sidewalk. Yeah. So, by golly, I think we got the second to the last one. Yep. You know, and we were there at seven thirty for a an eight, for an eight o'clock service. Eight, yes, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, so, I you know it was awful early getting up, but. Mm-hmm. I was sure glad we did it because, uh, you know, I knew that there was no chance of getting in at 9 or 11. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, so anyway. Yeah. Well, like I said, I, I, I was talking about practice this morning. And on a Monday morning, I forgot what commuting towards, you know, Orange County and L.A. is like here because it's miserable. And I did it for years and years and years. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, and But I always did it like real early. I mean, I you know, the latest I ever did it was, was you know, 630 um, back, yeah. you know, so I was always trying to get ahead of the, the, the major traffic going to work, but going in even at seven thirty this morning was, I was surprised at how much traffic there still was. Luckily, I only have to go you know, a couple of miles before I then cut off and take a direction that's less, a little less crowded, yeah. uh, to get to the pool. But, uh, I, I, I sure appreciated, uh, some technology, the navigation technology on my phone this morning Yeah, because, uh, the uh, normal way that I would have gone, I I, I performed a uh, grandpa taxi service this morning. That's what ah. was all late because <laughs> yeah. Haley was busy working and yeah. and uh, no no transportation for their oldest son who's applying for a, a job as a kind of a, a host or supervisor or something for some camp for younger uh-huh. kids, you know. Right. So anyway, I I went over. To, to see him, and a good thing I was watching my uh, navigation directions because it didn't take me a, a route that I've ever been on before. Uh, it was a little swing south from where I live, which is just outside the Beltway at in Charlotte, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. So, it was, you know, but there was obviously heavy traffic in the other uh, area where I normally went across, and so I'm yeah. glad I avoided that. 
Well, I was yeah. going to say, I was going to talk about something else, but I think this is a perfect segue because you said you used the map technology to help you get there. But I'm wondering, did you check the weather? <laughs> oh, the weather. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I know what you're talking about there. Yeah. Apple's uh, had some really rough times in the last week or two. I think three or four different times now they've had their weather app down meaning that anybody who checked it just basically got a no-weather-data error. So the system has yeah. not been very reliable. It's been incredibly unstable. It's been slow at other times. Uh, in well, fact, Mac Daily News folks said they ought to rename it weather, spelled W-H-E-T-H-E-R, as if whether yeah, it's going whether to work or not. Or not. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was a cute play on words. Um, it was. Yeah. Yeah, they've had a lot of problems there, you know, and and my feeling is relaunch Dark Sky. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Turn Dark Sky back on and just leave this other stuff alone. Who gives a crap? Fix it in your own time. Although you know. I discovered some new features of this particular app just, just this last week. I mean, yeah. it frustrated me when it was down in fact what i did is i downloaded a radar or something i think or uh -huh. you know the, the, the name of the the app mainly because every time i uh when we had have rain i like to see the actual cloud formation see how it's coming you know in addition to whether they're saying it's going to rain you know in the next hour or whatever mm -hmm. uh and it was so slow it i it just wouldn't fill the screen so i don't know what took so long to get the weather map down yeah and so i was totally dissatisfied probably they're using the uh a weather feed from apple <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's what they're doing yeah. but anyway the radar thing boom it just whole, whole screen fills up with all the stuff and I'm, i can see what's going on yeah and so to me there's you know rather than look at a bunch of numbers and all that i mean te current temperature that's fine you know i've got yeah. that right on the screen don't even have to Go to an app to do it. It's just there, you know. But uh, generally, yeah. if I want to look weather during a rain, you you can't describe the cloud formation and which direction it's coming and all of that, as well as just a nice colorful map showing the intensity or something, mm -hmm. you know. <laughs> but anyway, on this app below that, uh, I mean the Apple weather app, <laughs> uh, there are several little boxes, and I accidentally clicked one of them the other day. And I thought that was pretty cool because uh, uh, several of them actually pop out and give you multiple uh, charts of uh, on those things. And I never thought to click on them before. And mm -hmm. so I you go through the weather app and try to click each one of them and see what they do, depending on the, the information there. Uh, it's, it's some nice information. For example, uh -huh. if I were still a full-time RVer, I was always concerned with wind. And so you can go across at any time, you know, current winds and how much wind is expected tomorrow and, you know, that kind of stuff. And it showed it on this, just under under the little wind box down below, if you don't, yeah. or just think, clicked, I think it was. And uh, it expanded and gave you lots more information about just wind. It just focused on that topic. So... Anyway, and, and others, once I learned that about the wind, I, I looked at others and they looked interesting too because they focused on a specific aspect that you, you know, had mm -hmm. interest. Yeah. 
Yeah, there's a lot so of depth. Some... To, there's a lot of depth to the app, and and quite honestly, I mean, I have fun poking fun at them, but you know, I don't knock the app. It's great. I use it most of the time. I preferred Dark Sky when I could use it, but you know, it's not around mm-hmm. anymore. You know, and that's by yeah. their choice. Um, so you know, it is what it is. Um, on my on my desktop on my computer here in the office. I use a, uh, a thing called the uh, Weather Widget app, and it puts a little widget on the desktop that shows me, like, the the six-day out forecast, the current weather, the uh, time, uh, direction of the wind, you know, humidity, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, well, I have, that, I have that for the Apple uh, app, so it's always on the desktop. Well, it's on my iPad, Sam. Okay, well, the, you have careful. it for the Apple app. Doesn't make any sense at all. What do you mean? You you have it on iOS? Is what you're saying on your on your uh, on, on i o on iOS? Right. I have a, a weather box, if you will, instead right. of just a little right. icon. Yeah, it's a widget. And so I don't have to. Look. Yeah, widget, and so right. I can I can get what I want right there most of the time. Right. I have a weather widget on mine as well. I have it on the second page of my phone and on my iPad and it's you know that's just a widget from the weather app itself is the, the from the built-in weather app this is actually a separate app called the weather widget app that oh, I run on my desktop to give me the same kind of stuff on my desktop but what's nice is, is it sits in the background so it's never out yeah. in in the foreground uh, you know and it just kind of gives you a, a a quick glance as to what's going on and what time it is. Although the thing is, I still run a little app uh, to um, called Clocky on my desktop as a clock, like when we're recording, mm-hmm. because it shows the seconds, and I can uh, and I yeah. can make it whatever size I want. And this one doesn't. Maybe there's a way to go in and 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 uh, uh, change the weather widget so that it it shows you know seconds ticking on the on the clock. Yeah. If they do that, then I could get rid of Clocky. I also use a um, a uh, calendar app um, to put a calendar on my desktop, so that I can always mm-hmm. see uh, what what time it is. And that's um, that one is called uh, Daisio, and it just puts it, it. It's and it sits in the background. You can't click on it, can't do anything, but it shows the the date. The day and date at the top it shows mm-hmm. a small calendar on the left side, and on the right side it shows you whatever you've got put into your calendar for today. And it's not for data entry or anything; it's just for you to see it. It sits on the desktop in the background and all the time, which I kind of yeah. like. So, so, yep. So there's some good apps like that that I like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you and I like to explore new things when they come out. And in fact, this show uh, isn't as fun to do because it's uh, it keeps me digging. Uh-huh. You know? So I, I read a lot of tech articles, mostly just a, a filter. Is there something new that I'd like to tell somebody about something about, you know? Uh, so like the, the next one I had up here had to do with Apple's belated attempt to get get itself free from china without upsetting them because <laughs> they they know that that apple's building more stuff in other places of the world you know and they're competing uh-huh. with them with these other countries you know and uh so they've had a good relationship with china but uh it's it's at risk and it puts all of us at risk if you're uh, you know really tied yeah to, well uh, 
They're not the only one. There's a lot of electronics companies that are tied to manufacturing in China. And I think there's a whole bunch of them doing exactly the same thing, which is not necessarily pulling out of China, but diversifying, finding other other factories, other places so that they're not single sourcing. You know, you know, because I mean, you know, it's it the, the country is every country is going to do what they perceive to be best for them not necessarily sure. for your business. And so it's just good business sense. Quite frankly, I, I'm a little dismayed that Apple hasn't, you know, already done that in the past. Given the volume of stuff that they do, I'm surprised that they haven't uh, diversified their production locations even more than they have. And I know they've been working on it. Um, but, you know, yeah. Tim Cook built everything up to go uh, through these these factories in China. And that's, you know, been made made Apple incredibly wealthy as a company and stockholders incredibly wealthy as, as investors. But um but this isn't something that you didn't see coming, right? I mean it's and it may not be yeah. there may not be there may you know in the long run be it may be a, a moot th- point, right? It may be fine. You can just leave most of your manufacturing in China. But you shouldn't have most of your manufacturing yeah. anywhere. You know, it should be it that, should always right. be diversified. Yeah. You know, uh, I th- Apple wasn't the first one to do that. In fact, I thought, and I may be wrong, but I thought that Walmart was basically a, a Chinese outlet. It's American-owned, but a lot of what they sell is manufactured in other places. But a lot of it's not just China. You know, they, there's yeah, a lot I, of... I don't know how diverse they, they are, but... Indonesia. You, just, you go in there and you start looking at tags, mm-hmm. and it just looks like everything's made in China. Yeah. Well, you know? I mean, but I mean, that's... <laughs> that's true of a whole bunch of stuff that's sold in America, which is the problem. You know, we need yeah. to... Um, you know, part of what, you know, variety of, uh, you know, political people have said, you know, we need to balance our trade. And part of that is just, you know, it's not just taking things out of China, but finding other sources for things too, because again, you know, that becomes a political tool at some point, if you've got too much reliance on a, on another country that you don't control. Right. So, so, yeah. Well, and, and, and I would think they have the same concerns about doing too much business with America. You know, we're competitors in a sense and some competitors do things to, to give them leverage, you know? Right. Well, and there's so, there's a benefit to doing it. And so deal. Exactly. I, I think every country does the same, should be doing the same thing. You know, it's just some countries are, are controlled more centrally and can, can very specifically say we're only going to use a percentage of stuff from here. Others, you know, it's, it's you know, the government doesn't make that decision. The, the companies make that decision as to where they're going to be doing it in a market economy. And so those companies yeah. have to decide what makes sense for them, um, you know, because we don't yeah. approach it centralized you know we don't the government doesn't play a part in that well they can but they can in terms of like creating tariffs and creating you know easier more open and free trade with certain places than others yeah you know and countries do that all the time so yeah and 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 we don't even agree among ourselves what decisions you know we're in a democracy so we kind of get to vote on you know Mm -hmm. at least who are who represents us at times but and uh, I, I have a friend that just lives up the street from me, that uh, is a, is a real active uh, uh, climate change guy. Okay, and so he always says he always sends me these articles that, that say how you, how you can be fooled and that you're lied to because people want to persuade you and you know wants to be sure I'm aware of 
who's who's not telling the truth, you know, according to his sources, you know. Right. And yeah. so I, I I do the same thing, and I kind of poke back at him every once in a while, and we, you know, we're friends, so we take it, sure, you know, for what it is. But it's just fun because it brings out uh, points that you might not have heard or thought of, you know. Yeah. So I've learned some stuff from him, and I'm hoping he's learned a few things from me. Yeah. Well, but I mean, if you if you never of, talk to anybody who has a differing opinion, then you then you never get challenged in your thought at all. Well, like I told him in my most late, most recent post, I said, the difference between him and me is he's he. If you ask a, a general question about like what's most important to you in the long term, and so he even doesn't even like the term long term because he's getting real anxious about climate change, like a lot of climate changers are. You know, all this should have happened yesterday. You know, yeah, uh, it's already but, too late. Know, part, yeah, but anyway, I I told him. My bigger concern than climate change has to, because I was a career military officer and well, not officer the whole time, but I spent 21 years in the military, is security. And I have already seen the trade-offs in Europe of, of uh, uh, energy and security, you know, uh, because Russia controlled their energy source. And I thought to myself, the whole of Europe put themselves in this voluntarily without because they didn't have security as their number one priority and to me uh, that has to be our number one priority because if you look at our constitution the people back then when you know they had to fight for their freedom recognized that that's that's number one without security you don't have anything i mean you may not be able to live too if climate change gets too bad but at least uh, i know my enemies here on earth or i hope i do uh, climate change is, is uh, everybody, you, you know, you can't even control your, what your, enemy, your enemies do about climate change, but you certainly can, can do everything in your power to maintain your own security, you know. Mm. But anyway, it's just a different, it's a di different priorities that we put into our lives, and, and not everybody has the same ones, I and mean, you shouldn't expect them to. And that's the other thing that bothers me a little bit about our politics side is there's too many polit politicians or people that get so involved in politics they think everybody has to agree with them or you're the enemy. <laughs> right. You know, yeah. Well, and quite honestly, that's but... kind of where politics has gotten in this country in a large in a large way, is you know we we've polarized and and stigmatized the opposition. So, See, you know, I, I so hate that. In fact, because. Even the word science kept get popping up in politics, and I says, if, if, if I hear any politician use the word science, it means they're trying to use it for leverage and not really understanding. Science is all about free thinking. <laughs> you question everything. Yeah. And politicians, they don't want you to question anything, you know? <laughs> yeah. So they're totally opposed views almost, you know? Yeah, yeah, I can so, see that perspective. But but given the work and things that I've done since I'm an engineer, I, I choose science over, over uh, politics any day. Well, everybody knows <laughs> engineers are, are just, you know, you know, megalomaniac idiots to begin with. Right. I mean, come on. Well, that, that's, that's why they build houses <laughs> like my wife got me that says, uh, trust me, I'm an engineer. <laughs> right. Run. I'm an engineer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, that's, that's yeah. funny, but, you know, as engineers, we do think we're doing the right thing and be doing it honestly and 
and uh, I trust other engineers because that's yeah. Well, you you, you know, hope you hope that that's what they're doing is that they're they're sticking to it. But re- physics is just a science. It's based on a bunch of theories, and there's people who co- regularly go out and say, "Hey, guess what? What we believed wasn't quite right, and here's here's a, a change to that." You know. But the answer to that is prove it. You know. It's yeah. Experiments. You exactly. Show me experiments. Exactly. Yeah. A- and reproducible. And, uh, experiments yeah. and reproduce that's, I mean there are basic right. philosophies of how we go about expanding our knowledge and what we do and don't accept as as you know given and and it's rare that something that's you know believed for a long period of time is is proven completely wrong these days but that doesn't mean it can't happen I mean there are people who who thought that things yeah. that had been believed for a long period of time in the past they got turned on their head you know um, yeah, that's why I was turned on that, that article we talked about last week by this new guy I discovered, mm-hmm. Shell, uh, I forgot his name now, but anyway, yeah, he uh, was questioning a lot of the the physical constants <laughs> as not being constant, you know? right? And I thought that was kind of cool because he's, you know, and he found he found that he actually went and researched these things and proved that they have changed over time by yeah. looking at textbooks by date. Rupert Sheldrake and, was and the guy. Yeah, Sheldrake. Yeah, and I thought it was kind of cool that he did that. It never occurred to me to just think, well, hey, let's just see what they said that constant was twenty years ago. Right, same number. Yeah, it was simple as that. But they do they do have some hyperbole too, in that you know he 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 called his oh, yeah. YouTube show Exposing Scientific Dogma, banned TED Talk. And if you go and read yeah. the TED Talk website, they're going, we didn't ban anything. We just categorized it in the right place, <laughs> you know. And, well, and that's marketing. That's but marketing. that's exactly. It's like so, you know, but it, it goes and, back and, to, and, you know, I worked in with newspapers for a lot of years, and there's a different person who writes headlines than the person who actually writes yeah. the stories. And yeah. if you learn anything about the Internet, the headline doesn't always reflect what the story really is. The headline is just designed to get you to read the article. And it, it can yeah, be completely absolutely. unrelated or completely twisting what the article actually ends up saying. It just gets you to start reading the article. And if it does that, it's successful. Yep. You know? Yep. And, and, and it's easily understandable why all these things happen because they're reasonable. You know? <laughs> yep. It's, it's sort of the way we do things. So anyway... Uh, shall we move on to another one here? Apple and global yeah. suppliers expand renewable energy to uh, 13.7 gigawatts of global energy suppliers. Okay, when they use the term re- reusable energy, my question about a lot of this is that they're just put this article is all about beating the drum for Apple and it's nothing but air and solar and how much more they've used, you know, mm-hmm. and that's, that's fine. I mean, I don't, I'm not really criticizing. Well, that, that's what they're talking about. Does it, does it, doesn't mean that Apple doesn't have other, other means of doing that. I mean, you know, hydroelectric is a renewable energy as well. And so is geothermal and they could be using that in certain places. We don't know that for a fact oh. is all I'm saying. Uh, uh, yeah. But all I'm saying, I'm I'm pointing out too, is that they do use a lot of these other things that they haven't really done much about mm-hmm. uh, as a company. But with the wealth that they have, they they could have. For example, uh, Amazon has uh, lots and lots of transportation, uh, and so they had gas buses. You know, uh, not better. It was a whole lot better than petroleum fuels, but. Uh, 
it may, makes as much difference. If when you were saying gas, you were saying necessary. natural gas is what you meant. Nat natural gas, yeah. Right. Instead of uh, instead of saying you got to go to electric, you know. Right. Uh, because there's, that's not the only solution, you know. Yeah, there's, yeah. No, there, there's there's certain... baby steps and trade offs. You know, the statement that they have here with from Tim Cook is that Apple is carbon neutral for their own operations and innovating every day to go even further in the urgent work to address climate change. So for their own operations. Now, that doesn't mean that they're, any of their subcontractors are necessarily carbon neutral. But they're saying that the mm -hmm. stuff that they, you know, the power that they use to generate, that they use to run offices and, and you know, power their computers and do the day-to-day -day business at Apple is carbon neutral. So, you know, mm -hmm. but that doesn't say that they're not, you know, burning coal somewhere to get some of their power. They're just offsetting at other places. Yeah. Well, they keep track of this, and that department is very much in the business of saying uh, the virtuous, how virtuous Apple is. Of course, that's, that's the their job. They actually probably a subdivision of the marketing guys, right? Well, they are. They are. That's what this article sounded like to me, and that's yeah. why I posted it, because I thought that that's, you know, mm -hmm. that's the way it came across. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and like you said, they're talking about uh, the uh, 1.5 gigawatts of renewable electricity around the world to power their corporate offices, data centers, retail stores, you know, across yeah. 44 countries. So, but, now, you know, you know that like see, the power going to an Apple store in a mall, they can't decide where that's coming from. And so they're paying a carbon offset fee to balance that. In other words, they're yeah. supporting somebody else using their clean energy in order to cover the fact that they can't. And that's how they do yeah. that stuff, you know? Yeah. Because most people yeah. have no idea where their electricity is coming from, you know? But you might be getting some of Apple's clean energy to run your house because, you know, Apple's paying, well, paying for that, hey, paying extra to make hey, sure all, that somebody all, gets clean energy. All, all, of mine, all of my energy comes from this concerned is a renewable energy source and it's, that's nuclear right and, yeah and well you live right what, near a, a, a big nuclear plant so right so you know I, i'm a i'm very much a uh, promoter of modern nuclear plants because mm -hmm. they're never going to get to the point that they they advertise that they're headed toward that is no uh petroleum products they're never going to get there with wind and solar. It's impossible, mm -hmm. impossible. And especially if you're concerned about the schedule in which you get there, uh, they should be building nuclear plants now. Okay. Yeah. Because I don't disagree. I actually, I think, I think that, you know, modern nuclear is something that we should be looking at in this country. And we've been very, very hesitant to do it because it's, you know, been stigmatized by, by movies and by, a, by proponents like of everything else. Yeah. All of those problems have been addressed, you know. The sec you, if you didn't uh, believe that, you wouldn't buy a hydrogen car, and they're making those. But you know that. Remember the big hydrogen balloon that that yeah. burst and killed well, people. Well, yeah, that? yeah. I mean, the Hindenburg yeah. blew up, and and quite frankly, and you know, every Led Zeppelin fan looks at a picture of that blowing up every time you play their music. But the um, yeah. the uh, <laughs> uh, you know the that that has been. A reason that the hydrogen cars have not taken off. I mean, that's part of it is because there's a concern. 
that you know you're driving a bomb around you know whether it's realistic yep. or not it's it's a perception right the battery is a bomb how many batteries have blown up already yeah. and still blowing up you've got all kinds yeah. of stuff that could make explosives sitting under your kitchen counter you know <laughs> just yep. i mean it's well it's... Pe- people have had iphones blow up you know yeah yeah, I mean, I mean it's it's they, just a matter of, of of a risk analysis and saying what you want to do and, and education of the population as to what is and isn't safe. You know, exactly. Toyota All Toyota has been selling their Mirai um, hydrogen uh, vehicle in fuel cell vehicle in the U.S. here in, or in Southern California for for several years, and I have yet to have heard heard about any of them blowing up, even if there's been accidents. You know, there's just there has it has not been an issue, so. Um, yeah, you know, like you said, so you, yeah. sometimes the issue is addressed, but it's not well. Um, the 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 well, and the, and, the, and the solution's not well going to have marketed. Yeah, whoever addresses is going to have a uh, uh, a slant on it, depending on who they are. By the way, did you see that there's a YouTube thing out now saying that uh, Elon Musk is planning to come out with a gas. Uh, a hydrogen car somewhere in the future. I saw one. I didn't watch it, but I, I haven't seen it. So. You know, until yeah. until Elon Musk says it out of his own mouth, I, I don't buy it. Yeah. You know. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of adoration going on out there. That's the only way I can put it. Because yeah, well, there's adora- there's, there's a combination of adoration and hate. The guy is very polarizing. <laughs> yes, he is. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway. I mean, I know mm-hmm. of of people who have sold their Teslas because of his purchase of Twitter and what he's done with Twitter. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. Well, you know, the, the dude who, who who the guy who who bought the company and 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 sits at the head of the board of the company doesn't affect why I want to or not want to buy a car. You know, I don't know the guy who sits on the board of of you know or the chairman of Mazda. Don't know anything about him. Maybe a great guy, maybe an awful guy. I don't really care. I look at the vehicle, you know. I mean, yeah. obviously, well, if he's funding is, horrible things, then I probably would not want to support his company. But this ignorance is, is bliss. The kind of pe- people that social media attracts. I, I dropped out of social media because I couldn't deal with all these crazies anymore. Because the, that's that's the the problem mm-hmm. with them is it's the crowd that says. Whatever I believe, you should believe because I'm right. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. the message. And, and I, don't confuse me with with your your opinions or, or your facts. I've got my own opinions and my own facts that I'm looking at. I don't want. I don't yeah, want. Yeah, I can't tolerate seeing. Yeah, I can't tolerate the opposition. Yeah, that's the other one. <laughs> yeah, and you get both sides of the political spectrum doing that. It's just it's it's yeah it's yeah. a mess. Yeah, I've not been a fa- I have been a, an active non fan of social media. Pretty much from day one, I have not yeah. been an active social media user, and I get it. There's some value to it, you know. If you're running a business these days, it probably makes sense to have a social media presence. Um, you know, it's hard to do if you're trying to, um, uh, you know, well, build a community of people around something. You know, I mean, I've got a sister-in-law. You've got a daughter-in-law that works in. Um, Nonprofits, you know, that, that do community work. Yeah. And, you know, that's how you can communicate to a large, diverse group of people uh, about events and things that are happening in their, you know, in their communities. 
Um, yeah. You know, and so, I mean, there's, there is value to it. I'm not knocking the idea. I'm just saying that as oh, yeah. it exists today, most social media is a quagmire of social horror, and I don't want anything to do with it. Yeah, well, I, I uh, really loved Facebook when it first came out as a media for keeping in touch with family and pictures, especially. Yeah. Uh, now, there's other other media where you can, you know, see pictures, too. But mm-hmm. that was kind of the first one. But then they got so, uh, so bogged down. There were so many bad things that I finally it was just kind of like Windows when I finally left Windows. I couldn't tolerate it anymore. Yeah. And so I haven't been on, active on it and on counters. No. I, I tried to quit it, but there's, I, 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 they had it so well hidden, I guess I never figured it out. Yeah, they, they make it difficult to quit. And then even if, if, if you're not careful, they reactivate your account even after you try to quit. You know, that's how they yeah. maintain their 2 billion users is, is you're not allowed to leave. Once you're in, you're in forever. Well, yeah. and then, then somebody steals or hacks your site and, mm-hmm. and a whole address base so that then that even, even though I'm not really on there, somebody else is playing like me. Yeah. So what do you do about it? You know? Yeah, I ignore it I'm all. Not, <laughs> if not, there could be somebody on there playing yeah. like me. I wouldn't know. Don't care. That's You know, somebody reaches right. out to me and says, I can't believe what you said on, you know, if they reach out to me on the site, who cares? And if they reach out to me outside the site and say, you know, I can't believe what you posted on Facebook, I, I will say I, I'm not on Facebook. I don't know who that was pretending right. to be me, but it wasn't me. You know, I don't do it. Yeah. I'm not there. Yep. Not on not on Facebook. I do have a Twitter account, but I log in once every month or two. You know, I have an Instagram account because yeah. my daughter used to send me pictures there. And every once in a while, she'll send me a text and tell me she posted something there. But she's kind of quit doing that even. She just sends me the te- sends me the pictures in, in, in iMessage. You know? Yeah. It's like, I... I yeah, there's just nothing there for me, <laughs> you know. So, <laughs> I, I yeah, no interest at all. Um, the the next thing that the next thing that I posted is I, an awareness that my my phone X iPhone at ten mm-hmm. is not no longer going to be supported. Yeah, so the I'll, the rumor is anyway. We'll find out, uh, what is it, the 5th of June, right, when they do the Worldwide Developers Conference. That's when they'll um, announce the new one, and they'll probably, if not right in the thing, shortly thereafter, tell us which, you know, what will be supported and what what drops off. When you think about it, though, right, I mean, the the iPhone 8 and the iPhone 10 came out at the same time. There was no iPhone 9. So there was the 10, the 10S, the 11, the 12, the 13, and now the 14. That's six years. Yeah. You know, it's a long time. They I tend understand. they tend to keep things somewhere between six and seven years as active and live, and then usually for a somewhere between two and three years after that, you're no longer getting OS updates, but you will get like um, uh, security patches and things like that. So that you know, and they'll do that for another two or three years. So you end up getting somewhere between eight and ten years life out of wow. a device, you know, supported. And there's nothing saying you can't keep using it. But, you know, at that point, sure. you know, a 10-year-old phone is probably ready to be replaced. Yeah. I, I just keep looking at the dollar sign. I say, I have to spend how much to get back into the, into the <laughs> modern era? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and you've got to say, well, how much do I use it? How much do I care, right? I mean, I think right. you, you, from your perspective, at least from what you've been saying 
recently is is that you're much more likely to upgrade to a new iPad before you are replace the to replace the phone. Um, but yeah, when you fact, do replace the phone, about... you get get the SE, right, the cheap one. Well, yeah, I, I still want a navigator with it, you know. Well, that's what I'm saying. So you that's... can you can do that with any of them, even the SE. Yeah. So. You know, just get the cheapest phone you can or buy one that's a yeah. couple um, – I, I say buy one that's, a, you know, a couple years old. You know, you like right now the 14 is the current phone. You can buy 13s and 12s directly from Apple, brand new still. So, you know, that's a possibility. Mm-hmm. But then you also say, well, I buy a, a 12 now. It's already a two-year-old technology. So instead of getting seven years out of it, I might get five. But, you know, yeah, everybody has yeah. to make their decision about what makes sense. Yep. You know, so. because, I mean, really, what what is the difference? What are you buying? You know, a better phone or a, a better camera, right? And you go like, okay, cool, yeah. better camera. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like, yay. And the navigator still works the same, you know, even my old one, right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah, the the, the iPhone 12 is the, uh, the oldest model that they have. The iPhone SE uh, is the least expensive one right now. And that one, the SE yeah. looks just like, mom's phone so it still has the the touch id on it so it's a, it's uh a little bit smaller yep but you know so supports 5g and even then it's 429 yeah. 429 dollars <laughs> well you know i i suspect that at some point 5g is going to uh obvi- ob- what I want to say, undo the need for a physical cable in the ground, you know, that they'll be just as good. In fact, I'm, I'm expecting that yeah. they're already marketing T-Mobile already systems. is. Yeah. T-Mobile's already uh, selling a 5G home Jeez. internet. Home. And, and yeah. so it's just a device you plug in at home, picks up the 5G signal and then gives you your Wi-Fi at home. Yeah, I, I I don't know how that's going to compare in terms of speed with what I've got on the on the ground cable, but I suspect it'd be a slight slowing down. But maybe it, it largely depends on how where you're located in relationship to your local tower and how you know what kind of signal you've got, uh, yeah. how many devices you're running on it, you know that kind of stuff. Yeah. So. So. Anyway. It can be a headache just thinking about some of the yeah. other factors because all this stuff is all related uh, to TV signals and other ways of doing things. You know, the the uh, the problem with most of this Internet TV streaming stuff is it's awful. <laughs> I've seen that already on the TV. The stuff that came with the TV, all that's Internet. It's, it's com- garbage compared to the TV signal that actually comes through the cable separately. You know, because uh-huh. it's it's got pr- priority tr- treatment there. So uh, anymore, when somebody says something streaming, I don't get very excited. Whoop de doo! Who wants to put up with that? I don't know. I do a lot of stuff. Through, <laughs> I do a lot of stuff through streaming, but I do it through an Apple TV. I don't use the smart apps on my television sets because they're generally garbage in comparison. Right. The yeah, experience. There's ways to do it. The experience just isn't as good. The buffers aren't as good. You know, the processors aren't as good. (laughs) It's just everything about the TV, the smart TV experience to me is subpar compared to just running it in 
to an HDMI port from from uh, from an Apple TV. Yep. So. Yeah. So anyway, uh, but you can't buy a TV anymore that doesn't call it or smart try to market itself as a smart TV. Just don't give too much emphasis to the word smart. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, anyway, uh, where are we? Oh, uh, the, they're talking about stuff that's coming up in June, a couple months away. That's uh, of interest in the, what, how good does the AR and VR really have to be? And it's really good now that they're starting to finally get to the point where you learn more about what the AR and VR might mean in terms of actual apps, functionality, instead of just, you know, names and stuff that's, that you're supposed to fill in the blanks. Because for so long, people thought the words AR and VR were magic. Well, they aren't. They don't tell you the story of how it might apply to you. Yeah, I mean, so, so far, the whole AR, VR goggle thing has been a bust, you know, because yes. it, it's we're sort of interesting to people start... who want to play games, but a very small subset of those people even like it. Right. So, yeah. yeah. So why on earth would Apple want to go into that, you ask? Hmm, what yeah. is it they're going to do that's different? Yeah, well, you found some I'm, interesting stuff. I'm, I'm thinking that when it gets time for showtime in June, that they're going to have a whole different way to present that where they really talk about specific things that might have uh, general application to lots of customers because they're going to have everybody in the audience that's there live reach underneath their seat pull out a pair of goggles and put them on i doubt that (laughs) yeah me too yeah although you know what i remember when the first ipad was rumored to come out and everybody said oh it's going to be a thousand dollars twelve hundred dollars and it came out and it was like five hundred dollars and so I have a I, yeah. my feeling is three thousand dollar goggles, which is what's been rumored, doesn't make any sense at all. But we'll see. Well, if if they're just billing them as a development tool, then I understand right. that because yeah. they can't, the people who who really have figured right. out good uses for but it, they could do they something need to have the tools to put it together. When you know? when they when they came out with their first M one devices, they had a developer's tool set that developers could get you had to be registered in the developers thing and have paid your hundred dollars to register and then you could, and it was 599 i can't imagine mm-hmm. that they're going to come in and say okay developers you can buy this for you have to be in the developers program and it's three thousand dollars that doesn't seem you know yeah. numerically right to me but you know we'll see well well when it, it, it it's as one guy said, it's kind of the last, maybe most important days in history for the company if they're really going to do anything with it. Yeah. Because it all depends on them and their ability to, uh, to, you know, make this real to people. Right. That there really are is value. Where's show me the value? That's, yeah. I guess that's. A and there's a lot of interesting answered. things here about how it might be used or things that it might do. Like you said, it could help people who have limited vision to see things better. I mean, it, it can project things on the screen if it's done right. I suspect yeah. that, you know, that one of the aspects of it is going to be, uh, you know, supposedly near death. Steve Jobs said, I finally licked it 
regarding television. I think this is going to be that. I think this is the Apple TV that you're going to put these mm-hmm. things on and you're going to be able to see TV. And in fact, I think they're going to fund people actually shooting things in 360 degree vision so that you can watch the show going on in front of you, but you can also turn around and see what's going on in the distance off in the other way, you know, and they'll find a way to, to take the, the film crew out so that like, if you're, you know, walking in, in a, you know, this, this, you know, if, if, if a scene is taking place in a field, you'll be able to see the people acting in front of you like you would on a regular TV show. But you'll be able to look up at the sky and turn around and see the the, uh, you know, mm-hmm. the, the mountains behind you. And and, you know, it's, it'll be a, a fully immersive movie now instead of just sure. a, um, a, a a flat screen in front of you. And, and yeah, you'll get three dimensional because they'll be putting a, a offset photos in front of each eye. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I to me yep. that was one of the things, and that's part of, that ties in neatly with them investing so much money in shooting television and entertainment. And my guess is, is they've been kind of secretly shooting things that way. A lot of the Apple Source stuff has probably been shot that way already. Um, they just don't talk about it, you know. And yeah, it, yeah. you know, you all it is is an extra little piece added onto the regular camera. And then some special editing to remove the film crew out of the scene. I, I for my swim team, just recently bought an Insta360 camera. And it, it, I can get about 80 minutes on a battery charge. So I need to have two batteries to get a whole swim meet. And I record my swim meets. And it literally shoots 360 degrees. Um, mm. I put it on a post and mount it next to me. And it records the entire thing. And, and I can watch the race. I can look at the sky. I can turn around and look at people behind us. I can, you know, it's it's 360 degree recording, and it's really cool. Yeah. And at 4K, and the thing, wow. and the whole okay. thing is about the size of a harmonica. Well, well, wow is the word. If, yeah. if it has sufficient wow factor. Yep. And uh, and that's what it's got to have. It's mm-hmm. got to have the Steve Jobs treatment. Uh, right. You know, at the presentation. Right. But that's what made me think about that is I have that camera and I'm saying, wow, it's really not that hard to go capture that kind of video. So now it's just Uh a matter of what's the best way to see that video. And right now you either have to have a special app that you can kind of just pan and scan around that comes with it, you know, or it takes a section of that screen and turns it into 2D. And that's actually pretty cool, too, that the, the technology behind that, by the way, like. I have this thing upside down in the water and I'm, and I'm videotaping kids swimming. Well, first of all, it automatically knows up and down. And so it just flipped it around automatically for me. So I didn't have to flip the video. And then if the kid slightly swims out of the, out of the, what's right in front of you, because it's 360 degrees, it just centers him. So when I convert it to, to a regular video, it's the kid's dead center in the video the whole time. So I can then watch their strokes. Some of the center stage software, huh? Yeah, it's very cool. Yeah, it's very yeah. center stage-like. It just kind of keeps them centered in there, you know. And if you look at the backside of the video, you basically see the wall of the pool because I was walking along with the camera on a stick in the water shooting them as they're swimming. Hmm. It's very yeah. cool, very well, cool stuff. There's no doubt that there's, there's ways to make this exciting. I hope they, hope they succeed. Yeah, 
And I hope it's a major break- breakthrough because, yeah. you know, it's yeah, been a while. Yeah, well, and, and, and it's just, it's one of those things. If there's a company who could go and say, hey, here's a technology that's been around for quite a while. I mean, I remember years ago, you bought a pair of, like, uh, headset goggles. They were very low res that supposedly would put, yeah. like, a virtual television screen in front of you. And I've bought a pair over the years. They've always been disappointing. They've always been less than yeah. good. You know, not something you were ever going to use for for anything, um, and but they they clearly could be, and right. the fact that that uh, you know if it was where I was going was if there's a company who can move into a market like that and say let's do it right, Apple would be that company. You know, that's 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 been their forte. You know, yeah. watches have been around for centuries. They came out with a watch and it's the top selling watch. Phones have been around for centuries. They came out with the uh, phone. It's the top selling phone. Um, uh, or a century anyway, the, uh, you know, mm-hmm. the, the MP3 music players, there was a whole bunch of them out there. They just weren't very good till iPods came yeah. along, you know? Yeah. And, and the way they've improved them in just recent years with the, uh, the various, uh, uh, I don't know how to say it more, dyna- more dynamic is not just stereo. It was, uh, that was the simple Oh yeah, you're talking about the sound quality that they've got now that yeah. they're using. the 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 more generic thing is the Dolby Atmos sound, but they're they're calling that's, it uh, um, spatial audio. That's it. I couldn't think of the word. Right. Thank you. Yeah, that's Apple's marketing term is spatial audio. But if you look and, at it, and it's, it's generally impacted the the competition, right? Oh, it is. You, it, get, it, on, it, you get online now, and you, all those people that were uh, Apple had lost to Spotify. I think they've gained them back. Well, I don't know if they have. I have daughters who are Spotify diehards, and so I maintain a subscription to Spotify. Uh, not so much for them, but for my wife. But uh, but I'm the well, only one in the family you, who probably, uses Apple Music. Yeah, you, you probably won't have to for very long because to, uh, the sound I don't quality. Think Spotify. Is, yeah, Spotify has tried to do something that's got a more expanded sound. And from everything I've read, I haven't actually gone and done it. But I have, like I said, I have a subscription. I can go look. Um, but it, it's garbage by comparison from what I've read. Yeah. You know, I, I, what I need to do is just challenge them to say, okay, you know, here, here's a, uh, here's a playlist of songs on Spotify and the same songs on Apple. Now listen to them using your ear pods so that you can actually get that spatial sound and tell me what you think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, cause it's, it's, I think it, it's Nightmare. happening. I've seen I've seen a couple articles already that said yeah. that Spotify users are migrating. Yeah. Well, and and to be honest, when Apple for, Apple Music first started trying to compete against Spotify, it was garbage. I actually tried to switch once, and it was so bad I stayed with Spotify. But then I went back and tried again later because it's like I was paying for it as part of the Apple One thing, and I thought, you know, mm-hmm. if I'm paying for it for Apple One, I ought to see what you know. Is it good enough now that I can go dump my Spotify? And it was. And so when I shut off Spotify, it was, when the subscription ran out at the end of the month, I had family members screaming at me because they still were using Spotify. <laughs> and my response was, <laughs> changed Apple Music, and I got an earful. And so I was like, all right, fine, whatever. And, you know, it's 15 bucks. Here you go. Family, family membership. <laughs> but I, I, would, I would very much like to move them over to Apple um, I think part of it is is they feel a little bit invested over there because they have um, playlists already built. Oh, but oh, yeah. There's course. a there is an app that I found and used 
that allows you to copy your pod, your, your playlist from to or from Apple Music and Spotify. So you could just migrate it uh, from one to the other and back. And so, um, you know, that problem yeah. is solved. So. Yeah. Well, these vendors understand the problem of getting people to migrate. So yeah. they've worked that in multiple different ways over the years. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Now, of course, that they still don't want to do it because it requires they have to go do something and they're happy doing what they do right oh, now. Yeah. But but I think you're right. If they actually just did an apples to apples comparison of songs and how they sound, the sound quality on Apple is just so far superior that you'd immediately recognize that that sounds better and you'd rather be listening over there. Yeah. So. Yeah. And it's not like I, one uh, has music the other doesn't have because they both have all kinds of stuff. And Spotify's adventure in trying to take over podcasting has been a bust. Did you hear that? They're, they they actually oh, started backing no. off of that because they're losing money hand over fist trying to pay for, for podcasts that aren't bringing in much revenue. People are not subscribing. Oh, right? Yeah. People who are already there are listening to podcasts there sometimes, but they don't have a particularly good podcast player. Their system was designed to play music. And, uh, you know, they've got a few exclusives that they've paid for, but that wasn't bringing new people in. I didn't in. know they were trying to move it. I didn't know they were trying to build their podcast. Stuff. Oh, yeah. They bought, you, they, you, they you, spent you. like $10 million to buy Joe Rogan's podcast. So it's exclusive on Spotify now. And that was the number one podcast oh, okay. in the world. Um, although since it's only on Spotify, a lot of people say it's not really a podcast anymore. Now it's just streaming radio because you have to go to one spot. Whereas a podcast, by definition, uses an RSS feed that's an open, open standard, so that you can use any reader you want. So, yeah. Uh, so there was a backlash in that respect. But then, the, the, there's also been what they found is is that the people who who liked uh, listening to podcasts, uh, listen, you know, if if you're already a Spotify person, then you sometimes listen on Spotify. But if you're not a Spotify person. Uh, you didn't go to Spotify in order to to get the specific podcast. You'd just go, you know, you'd either find a different podcast or, you know, it wasn't attracting a new subscribers to Spotify, basically. So they spent a lot of money uh. trying to create something. Their fear was is that they were beholding to other companies for all of their content. And so they said, we need to yeah. have some of our own content. Let's do it through podcasts, which, you know, makes sense, except that the podcasts yeah. weren't sticky enough to get new people to subscribe to to Spotify, at least not in any large numbers. Okay, well, yeah, I understand uh, there's always winners in every media type, like the Joe Rogans, uh, but that's that's uh, not the way I, I was looking at it. It was a general thing. I, I view podcasting as something that's for the uh, for the rest of the world, you know? Well, that's Anybody it. That's why... Anybody who wants a podcast can do it so easily. It's, you know... Right. Yeah. And that's that was sort of the point of it. And that's the, what a lot of the people in the podcasting world have said is, is that, you know, if you make your podcast exclusive through one source, then it's not a podcast anymore. It's now, you know, streaming radio yeah. and we have to go yeah. there to listen to you because podcasts, at least how a lot of people define it, use the Internet RSS feed in order to distribute. And that by its very nature is an open standards. Open Anybody system. can do it. Yeah. You know, you can use yep. any any you can record it any way you want. You can put it on any website you want and people can listen to it with any any RSS podcast app that they want, you know. Right. And and that's part of the beauty of it. Like like you're saying, anybody can do it. 
they can do it however they want. The other thing is, is that uh, in some some people refer to it. I think it is a video podcast. You know, like uh, right. If you look at if you look at Google uh, T, uh, TV, what's it called? It's uh, YouTube. YouTube. Uh, yeah. That's that's a podcast with a with a video. Yeah. You know, but other than that, it's just a podcast. You know? Yeah. Well, and and let's face it. What what has become? There's a lot of podcasts that do a video feed along with their podcast. You know, so they do the they do the RSS posted audio and then they do a video feed with it on YouTube. But the the video feed is just a dude sitting somewhere with a microphone talking. It's not like there's, you know, exciting yeah. video to be had there. <laughs> you know, I have yet to see a video right. pod, you know, and if there is, then it's really not a podcast. Then it's something different. You know, that, that's that's right. YouTube is full of those yeah. talk, talking heads. Yeah. Yeah. And that's largely what it is which it's pretty boring. I mean, we could do video yeah. and post it if we wanted to, but it's like, why, why would anybody but want to just look at us, you know, staring at a screen talking? Well, even, even, yeah. Even if somebody were to use, uh, let's say, uh, charts, you know, the, then it, 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 that augment their talk, uh -huh. that, that's useful, especially if you're talking to a group, you know, mm -hmm. and it's also something that if you want to, you can make a screen copy and save yeah. later well, if you he, want to go over here's, some of the Here's the thing, though, and not all podcasters do this, and we only do it to a limited extent, but built into the podcasting standard, you can change the art that comes with your podcast. So, like, when we launch and it has the, the our logo on the front, there have been times mm -hmm. when we talk about something that you visually need to look at to get what we're talking about. I will put a picture of it built right into the podcast so anybody can look at their podcast app and see a picture of what we're talking about. Likewise, yeah, it's a still, and I can leave it on for as long as I want. And then when we move on to another topic, I can get rid of it. Likewise, there's a whole uh, attached notes section. And in that notes section, you know, we could put a transcript of the, of our podcast if we wanted to. Uh, you could put just section headings. You can create links that jump to right to that specific section in the podcast. So if somebody wanted to link there, you can also put links to things outside. So if you want to link to a PDF somewhere that somebody can then download that has data that you want them to see when they're listening to your podcast, you can do that. It's all already built into the standard. Oh, you know, I didn't you, know that. Yeah. You don't need video, you know, unless you really are doing something that needs video, in which case then podcast probably isn't the right format for you. Yep. You know, go do TikTok then. Yeah. Yeah, I I certainly don't like just looking at for somebody that, that talks and and yeah. way too often I'm watching something when I would prefer it just to be audio. Yeah. Cuz I like to just close my eyes. And yeah. and the other benefit of podcasts is on your devices, you know, you can turn the device off and it'll keep playing just like music does. Right. But with a video is with a video there, you turn the screen off, boop, it just dies. Yeah. I do most of my podcast right. listening while I'm driving. I don't listen to music when I'm driving. I usually listen to a podcast of, of one okay. sort or another. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so, yeah, I don't yeah. really want video. Uh, you know, and, and, and in fact, there are times when so I will hear something and I'll glance down to see, like, where I am in the podcast because I want to come back to that because they'll mention, hey, you know, I got this thing or this, you know, this is, I got this from there. And I just want to remember that information, you know, and I'm driving, so I can't like write it down or anything. And so I just remember, you yeah, know, oh yeah, only, I was, 
you know, 16 minutes, almost 17 minutes into the podcast, you know? Yeah, about the only thing I've noticed on my radio when I'm uh, uh, going down the road is that there is a text field that, that usually refers to some web page, you know, but there's no way I can quickly save that. You know, there's no mechanism where I memory or I that I can unplug when I get there to keep that. Yeah. If you didn't take a picture of it, you don't have it. Right. But if it's in the podcast, so you can just useful. go back and listen to that part again. Do a screenshot. Well, but it's. It's like radio, you know. It doesn't come back. I can't go back to it. Oh, you're talking it's, about you're talking about in your in car radio, real, not a podcast. You're talking about real radio. Okay, yeah. Real well, that's radio. that's different. But yeah, but with, a, there, with a podcast, you could go back. Yeah, uh, but I don't think the radio I have in my car serves podcasts. It just serves radio. Well, it right. serves Apple uh, CarPlay, so you can play podcasts. Oh, you're right. I guess I could. Yeah. yeah, which is exactly but what anyway, I do. Radio, I plug my car in my my phone plugs into into a CarPlay you know head unit in my truck, and uh, and then I listen to a podcast while I've got the map tracking me home, and it you know interrupts me if I get a phone call or a text. So mm -hmm. it's my infotainment. Well, generally, in system. the car, I keep them. I keep the map up mostly because right. uh, as I tell. Your mom, I says, I don't know what's going on a block away, and it might be really bad, and I want to avoid it. So yeah. this extends my vision. I can yeah. see the entire area ahead of me. Yep. So. Yeah. But you could so be listening to a podcast. reality in a way. That's, yeah. But you could be right? listening that's, to that's, a podcast while you're doing that. Your phone can play a podcast yeah. while showing you a map. Yeah. So, yes, and I will anyway, say, too, we, the built-in podcast app is fine. I much prefer Overcast. Overcast is my preferred podcast player. Um, it is uh, written by a singular developer, uh, Marco Arment, and he has built a very fine app that I enjoy very much. And well, fact, um, just the way the interface works in terms of you're able to like create a list of your favorite podcasts and then you can adjust things like have it download uh, or keep the, the, like the most recent, I think the default is keep the most recent five. Although I think I've moved it down to less than that of podcasts. Cause once I've listened to them, I don't need it to keep, and I can always go download them again. Um, his, it's designed to support all the features of the RSS feed. So if somebody goes in and changes the artwork in the middle of the podcast to talk about something that you need to see, he changes the video or the 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 cover art. Well, oh, the players don't always use it. Huh? Not not all the players fully support all the standards. Um, it's just oh. it's it's just well done. It's just a well done app, and I really like Overcast. The only thing I would say that I don't like about it is I do have one car where I don't have CarPlay, and so I just play via Bluetooth into the radio, and my phone in that car sits landscape, and his interface is designed vertical, and so at the top he has the artwork for the podcast, which he can change the top half of the screen and the bottom half, he has a play button or a pause button. It depends if it's playing, it's paused, And if it's paused, it's play. And then he has skip ahead and skip back, which by the way, you can set to whatever you want. I've got skip back at 15 seconds and skip ahead at 30 seconds. Um, 
But what I wish is he took those two halves of the screen. They're, they're both essentially squares. And when I turn the phone into a landscape mode, I wish he would turn those 90 degrees so that they are now in landscape mode as well with the artwork mm. on one side and the, the control buttons on the other. Yeah. And it's not like it's impossible yeah. to reach over and, you know, deal with them in the vertical, but I wish they would rotate. You know, that's the one thing, the one complaint I have about his app, you know, and, and I'm sure it's one of those things that he, he probably would do if it was really easy to do programmatically. But my guess is it's probably a pain. So, but it sure, it sure would be nice. I have, I think, uh, the audible app does that. If you're listening to an audio book and audible mm -hmm. will, um, cause they do the same thing. They, they have like the, uh, artwork. Let me just see. No, they don't do it either. Okay. I thought they did. There's an app somewhere I've, I've used that does something like this that automatically turns the, the pages, but I, I don't know which one it was. But anyway, did we talk about last year, last year, I mean, last week, the, um, the fact that Apple finally released their classical app? Yes. Briefly. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's, uh, what, you got some more news about that one? Well, not so much other than I have played with it a little bit more. And like their music app, they have a section of classical music that's been recorded in, in spatial audio, Dolby Atmos. Uh, and it's really, really yeah. good. Um, the, uh, J.S. Bach cello suite number one, uh, with, uh, Yo-Yo Ma is, yeah. uh, is really stunningly, beautifully sounding just a wonderful recording um and yeah. that one is done in spatial audio uh and just yeah i enjoyed it immensely um the way i'm gonna tell you that i dipped my toe into the past last night uh i've had my old pod uh ipod uh with a manual control on it as well as the one last one with the screen on it that was an ipod mm -hmm. on my table sometime and i just decided yeah I knew they were both dead, so I plugged the one in with a screen on in. Yeah. It takes a little while to get up and finally select stuff. But in, the first thing I noticed immediately was the sound quality, and I had I'd never, but it, it wasn't as dramatic as it mm -hmm. was this time. And so that means that I've been listening to uh, much better audio because uh, I use my uh, uh, iPod iPod Pro. That's not what they call them. EarPod Pro. Oh, yeah, your EarPods, right. Through my, through my regular phone. Right. So I get that good quality stuff, and obviously I get spatial audio on a lot of the stuff I listen to mm -hmm. now, too. But wasn't noticing it. You know, when you don't contrast things, you get spoiled, you know? And so I uh -huh. got spoiled but didn't realize it until I went back in the past. <laughs> it was weird. It was just really weird that you suddenly you're struck by the fact that this doesn't sound right. This doesn't sound as good <laughs> as what I'm used to. Yeah, and you, it's funny because yeah. you know I you expect that if you go back to like vinyl or go back to a cassette tape or, but you know that's already digital. You know. That's already digital. You know so why that. why is your sound quality not as good? You wonder and you go, oh, it's just not as it's not spatial audio. It's not. Not well, the same it's been level stored of... on there for a long time, so that's old audio. I mean, the files right. themselves but it, but it's have not been like upgraded it's, by Apple. But it's not like it's analog. That's that's you know, it's digital recording. Right, it's digital. Yeah, but but their their static 
from the date that they were captured as as that digital at that time. Right. So they're dated video or audio. Yes. I'm sorry. How they were digitized? Dated. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, but it was the first time that I recall doing that, and and you know, just saying, just startling. I mean, it got my attention anyway. Uh huh. <laughs> but but the other cool thing about it was. I didn't realize that I had some so much music and stuff on there that I had forgotten about because it's old uh -huh. and it's stuff that I really enjoyed in the past. And so I went and listened to a bunch of them that I hadn't listened to because they were old and, and, it, and it had the quality of uh, uh, took taking me back, you know, Mel melancholy, if you will. <laughs> is right. Kind of the word. Because they were songs that I hadn't thought about, or the artists that I hadn't thought about, and and you know it's not that many years, but you know twenty. If you go back twenty years and say, were you, are you listening to the same things as you are today? And the answer is no, because you've forgotten about them. You know. Yeah. And and it's not something that you, you with all the artists that are out there, you don't just stumble onto these old things. You mm -hmm. you, you I had collected in that era uh, before Apple. Uh, music and all, I didn't have but the things that I paid for. You know, I bought mm -hmm. them. They were purchased yeah. products. Yeah, and before, so they were very specific. And they were, before and they were streaming, right? Yeah. Right. right. And so there's, there's a lot has changed. And it wasn't just the sound of the music. It was the, 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 the kind of music, you know, different uh, genres and and artists and lots of other things. It just it was it was like a step back into the past. <laughs> yep. And it's hard to describe that until you experience it. You just feel different, you know. It it was an old memories. Mm -hmm. it, was, it was kind of weird, and and I I realized that it it just happened that I picked up the uh, uh, the uh, the latest iPod, the one with the screen on it. Because right. that actually had my oldest music on it, as far the as the music goes, iPod and that was Touch. intentional. When I, mm -hmm. because the other one had a lot of storage on it, and so I wasn't so concerned. I wasn't selective. I just put lots of stuff on there, you know, because right. <laughs> mm -hmm. it had more storage. Right. Uh, so, yeah, because that one still had that, a spinning disc in it, right? That was like the last one that had a disc in it, as opposed to all solid. That's state. right. That's right. And and so. I treated them differently in my mind because mm -hmm. oh, I don't need to worry. But yeah, I don't need to filter them. I've got space, right? Sure. <laughs> so here I had a really, you know, uh, selection, uh, a selection of my right. favorites, if you will put it, you know. <laughs> and one in particular, uh, I was, I was going to tell you the name of the guy, and uh, hadn't thought about it in a long time. But he's he was a guy that didn't start singing country music until he was 65 years old. Hmm. And he was West Texas and the country music. And to me, he's still one of the most talented uh, country music singers. And I didn't discover him until uh, when I got that player. And uh, I just, anyway, he yodels a lot in it. Ah. You know, yodeling was an old talent that I first that takes me clear back to my childhood. Right. But here was probably the best country yodeler ever. And 
and it wasn't uh, back when I first started listening to yodeling as a kid. Some of it was screechy. People weren't that good, but a lot of people right. were trying to do it. Roy Rogers was kind of the lead guy, I think, that got it started because he was famous. Right. Uh, he didn't do it a lot, but he had a few songs with yodeling in it. But here it is. Uh, and uh, anyway, I I went through the, his whole album. Uh, a lot of the others I just sampled just because I hadn't heard him in a long time, but I was interested in kind of renewing what they sounded like, you know, the different singers. Uh-huh. Uh, but uh, Waller seems to be his name. Walzer, Don Walzer. Well, Don Walzer, yes. I, I literally did a set a, a, a search, and what I typed in was Country Yodeler, West Texas, and Donald Ray Walsler come, came up. Yep, Don Walzer. And so he had a short career because he started late in life. But my goodness, is the guy so smooth with that yodeling. He just makes it effortless. It's never, never mm-hmm. wrong. What a voice. It's just, uh, he's a, maybe everybody won't find it as, as exciting as I did, but I just. Yeah. Well, everybody has something that, that touches their, their memory and, and they find interesting. And that's the cool thing about uh, the connectivity that we have in the world today is the ability to go and find that stuff, right? You know, yeah, it's one, yeah. of the, one of the things we're very blessed with the ability to do that technology has given us is the ability to, to go find yeah. uh, something well, that we might not have otherwise been able to find again. Yeah, see, it's gone. See the, see, the other thing about Walzer that made him stand out is that you really have had to experience bad yodeling. Yeah. If you didn't have that experience, you couldn't possibly appreciate him. You know, and there was a lot of bad yodelers earlier. Uh-huh. I mean, you know, everybody was trying to do it. <laughs> so anyway, uh, that was my treasure chest last night. And I was just so excited that I stayed up for, hmm. you know, a couple hours during the middle of the night. Yeah. Once I got that charge, I mean, you know, I... Yeah, well, your mind gets to thinking about it. It's interesting. I want to share something that I did with old technology as well. I found in a drawer that I had had a, my, I think it was my daughter's first iPad. And when I gave her my iPad Pro, I think I had a Gen 1 iPad Pro that I gave her. uh, She gave me her iPad third generation. So this is circa 2012. And it's a generate yep. a Gen three with a thirty pin dot connector. Third, yeah, yeah. Yep. that's and what so, I used last night. So somewhere I have some thirty pin dock connectors, but I wanted to plug it into a power thing that was now USB C. So what I did is I got USB C to Lightning connector because I had I had some of those, and then I bought and I sent you a link for them a thirty pin thirty pin to eight pin. Uh, my Fi certified yeah. or M Fi certified eight pin female to thirty pin male dock connector, and it allowed well, that's me to a then rare thing, isn't it? It allowed me to I take that's... take my lightning. Yeah, it was that... ten bucks, but it it now takes a lightning pin, uh, a lightning plug that you would normally plug right into the bottom of your phone. You plug it into this right. adapter, and then gives you the thirty pin connector into whatever needs the thirty pin connector, whether it be an old phone or in this case an old iPad. Um, and so that's what I did. Asked, yeah, if somebody had asked for this, I'd have said, oh, you're not going to find that anywhere. Right. So anyway, Wouldn't I thought it was pretty – I, yeah, I, I thought it was pretty cool. And that iPad is now sitting underneath my television set, 
And the only thing it does is I've got it set up to run an app that turns it into a clock. And so it's a clock that is always 100% accurate. It's battery backed up. And it's instead of sitting in a drawer where it was doing nothing, it is now a perfect clock. Hmm. I've got a couple of those old, old iPads laying around here. Yeah. Well, you know what made me think about it is I had an old iPad mini three and it was, so it was the small one and I'm using that as yeah. a nightstand clock. It's a, and I, and so I have a, 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 an app called nightstand that I run. Now mm-hmm. I did find out yeah. that because the, I, the iPad three is so old, a lot of the apps don't work on it anymore. They require a later version of iOS that it doesn't run. But I just went through and tried several of them. When you go to download it, it'll tell you it doesn't work. And the one that I found said, you know, the, this version's not compatible. Do you want to download an older version? And the developer still has the older version available. So I just said yes. And it downloaded the older version of the app. And so I was able to put mm-hmm. a, uh, a nightstand clock. And, uh, and it sits up there and it's got the seconds ticking by so you can see what time it is. Um, it's not obtrusive. You can change the color and the size and the text, you know, the font of the clock. And, I'm you know, gonna... I mean, it, it, yeah. if you, it, I would never buy an iPad to use as a clock. It's ridiculously expensive for that. But an old iPad yeah. that was sitting in a drawer doing nothing, yeah, pretty nice little clock. Yeah. Well, I'm just liable to buy one of these adapters just because the the plug that I have, I think that I only have two of them and the wires are all frizzled. Uh huh. Anyway, how long is it going to last, right? And you've got lightning yeah. connectors all over the place. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, that's why I shared it with you because I thought this is a really useful thing. I have a couple old iPads, you know, as well. Or uh, not iPads, iPods, yeah. as well. You know, I think I've even got a couple. When I know I've got a couple phones that still use the thirty-pin docks. So it was like, mm-hmm. okay, this is this is cool. This is a nice way to to extend the. Uh, the life of those devices without having to go hunt for, you know, a wire that serves no purpose other than that. I mean, I wish the adapter was three bucks instead of 10 bucks, but it's, yeah. hand- it's yeah. very handy. Well, it's amazing that somebody even built one. Yeah. To me. I mean, you know, we're talking, what was the last 30 pin connector device sold? Yeah. Well, and it's, <laughs> it's, it's M5 certified. That was the other thing is, you know, I didn't want to plug one. Oh, I see one down below here. Um, it says products related to this. There's another M5 certified one. It's probably the same exact one sold by somebody else for $7.99 instead of $9.99. So if I were oh, to do I it see, over, yeah. I'd probably buy the, the, the slightly cheaper one. But, uh, yeah. you know, as long as it says that it's M5 certified and they're not lying to you, which you, I guess you have to just trust that. But, uh, um, yeah, I was very impressed. It worked. It works well and did exactly what I wanted it to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I'll be dang. Yeah. That's amazing. Well, you know, uh, it's always been the case that in the past you end up with devices that don't work with anything anymore because yeah. you know you've no connectors like, or we, ways to. We, we were. We were over at your sister's house the other day, and we wanted to plug our our iPads in, and and we couldn't find a, a plug that had the right adapter on it in their mm-hmm. house because they've got all the latest and greatest stuff, and we haven't updated. You know? Yeah, <laughs> we couldn't charge our iPad. Oh, 
So anyway, you know, we had the lightning plug, and, and I guess all theirs have the USB three. Uh huh. Well, if they had, if they have, um, if they still have iPhones, none of the phones have USB USB C on them, so it's got to be they got to have lightning connector somewhere. Uh, Unless they've abandoned Apple and gone to Android phones. No, there's there's still an Apple, but they, you know, ours are older Apple. Ours yeah. are lightning connectors, and theirs aren't. They're all USB-C, all, I guess. All of the phones still use lightning. There are no USB-C phones. Really? Yes. I wonder what they're using. You know what it is? I bet. I bet they put them on charging docks. I bet they use Qi, so they don't use they they use wireless connect for char for their phones. They use wireless. Oh, I bet you're probably right. Yeah. Yeah, I could have used mine that way, but I just never think of it. Yeah. That's mostly how I charge my phones wirelessly. I, the only thing I do is my watch. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, that you have to. <laughs> There's... My AirPods. Earpods. Oh, uh-huh. Yeah, my earpods and my watch. Yeah. So. Yeah, I occasionally anyway, plug the phone in, especially if I'm in a hurry and I, and I need to give it a little extra charge because I've been using it a lot or something. But... You know, I plug it in when I'm driving via the CarPlay, so it charges there. And when I'm not holding it or it's in my not in my pocket, I've got a, a Qi charger here in my office and another one in my bedroom and one in the living room. So I set it on that. So, yeah. Well, well, I'm not so happy with the uh, the pad side of chargers yet for phones. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I guess there are some, but it, I don't have any. You know. Well, what do you mean you're not I, so happy with then? It's not that you're not happy with it; you yeah. just don't use it. <laughs> you got to be. It's got to be centered on the one that I use. Uh, that I have. Yeah, and that you know? that yeah, and in the later versions of the phone and the stuff, they've gone to the uh, MagSafe, so magnet. that the magnet yeah. locks it into the right spot, and that makes it much much better. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. Right. That's. Yes, that's, that's the problem. Setting it in the right safe. spot and hoping that you got it centered right and that you don't bump it as you pull your hand away. Yeah, good luck. Well, yeah, that's that's the thing that gets you real angry. You you've got you wake up in the morning and it's not even started to charge yet. <laughs> you want to get up to a fresh device and it says, "Sorry, yeah. you didn't line it up right." And I've had that happen a few <laughs> times. Yeah, so, um, yeah, no, I I have um, I have a uh, iPhone 14 now. I have the most recent one, uh, and then pushed my older one down to one of my daughters. But that with my iPhone 11, that happened several times, and I finally just – I was the same thing. I said, forget that. I'm plugging it in every night. I'm not trusting that I'm going to get it on there right and then not accidentally bump it or something, you know. Well, that – well, see, I think it was Brian and Haley that gave me the, what the thing I have right now. And it has a, a stand that you plug the phone in, and mm-hmm. it's got the little pad there that I lay my ear pods on. And right. then there's a little uh, hanging adapter for my watch. Right. Uh, the – where you you put your mm-hmm. your own phone, you string it through the right through the framework and whatever. Well, the thing that I found anyway. worked best for me when I when I had my iPhone 11 was I had a stand that had a ledge, and when you set your phone on the ledge, and the and the stand was the same width as the phone, so when you set it on there, your your oh, fingers would basically center it by just pinching it right, so that it centered onto the thing, and then it charged sure. fine, and that was the only yeah. way that I found. It would work like a charging pad. I had one of those initially where it was a Qi charger and it was just a flat thing that you're supposed to lay it on. And I never laid yeah. it on there right. 
It was, I was forever trying to yep. like, just nope, nudge it that way a little bit. Wait a minute. Nope. Nope. Just nudge it this way. Okay. Okay. Everything seems to be working. <laughs> I think we'll find out when I come yeah. back and pick it up, whether or not it charged. Well, that was the problem is you, you, you have to be certain and you, there was no feedback. Right. Know? Yeah. That's why I think Apple realized that and they went to the magnetic thing on all their, I think from the iPhone 12 on, they've all got the magnets now so that those like click it right into spot. So it's always perfectly aligned. And, and now wireless charging is, is fine. Um, in fact, sure. the only thing that I would say that I don't like about it is like the one that I've got here. And the reason it's sitting in my shed instead of next to my bed is I have an anchor charger that does the Qi charging with the magnets. And the magnets are so strong that I can pick up the entire base. And in fact, I have to literally put, <laughs> I have to put a hand on the base to then pull the phone off. And so it takes two <laughs> hands to get the thing released. You know, and if I try to yeah. use one, yeah. it then messes up the like it's it has a the the magnets on a tilt thing, so you can tilt the angle when you're when it's on there, and so <laughs> you know that it's just yeah. Speaking of that, yeah. let me tell you the, the the problem that I have. My iPad has pretty strong magnets around the edge, and we have this uh, we have this little plastic switch that we use to. Uh, remotely switch our floor lamps on and off. They have little adapters on them, and uh -huh. they respond to this this little control. Right. Well, the con the control has a little hole on the end with a chain through it. Well, that chains the problem because <laughs> if I lay it close to the iPad, it gra the gra iPad <laughs> grabs it. Then if I will go to pick it up to to turn things off, it jerks the iPad, drops it on the floor or something else, you know. And so I've just about ruined my iPad a couple times. I've, you know, so you need to throw oh. that system away, get a couple uh, HomeKit compatible or Matter compatible plugs to plug in, and then put your HomePod back in the living room where it belongs, and then you just say, hey, slow-mo, turn off the lights. Yeah. And you don't have to touch anything. <laughs> I know. But once you got these things, you say, well, why should I get something else to turn the switch on or off? You know, I mean... If you started over every year and threw out everything, <laughs> yeah, you'd buy a well, different way of I, doing it, right? You're, you're right. There's lots of different ways, and it does cost you know a little bit of money. I will tell you, you just described why. Because by saying, yo, Shlomo, <laughs> turn off the lights, you don't throw your iPad on the floor unless you want to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, if it, if it finally costs me yeah. that much to fix the problem, I'm going to... Definitely do it. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you, maybe you're crazy like a fox. It's like, ah, oh, you've been trying to figure out a way to, to justify upgrading that iPad. You know, you drop it enough, eventually it's going to break, and then you can go get your new iPad. <laughs> well, you know, uh, when I, uh, I, before we started talking on, online today, I was talking about problems I've had with my printer and, and my M1 uh, chip, uh, computer with an M1 chip, the, uh -huh. the driver for my old printer doesn't work. And I thought about taking this thing into Apple, and then it occurred to me, oh, darn, Apple closed the store. They're not even within, you know, reasonable driving distance anymore. I have to go to the other side of Charlotte. So yeah. that's about 25, 30 miles away. That's so I'm true. I'm not going to do that. Just to it's not handy for back. you anymore, is it? No, no. It's one of these malls that had a lot of crime and stuff, and finally yep. Apple just says it. We're That's right. We, we talked about that uh, not that long that not that long ago. The fact that your your nearest Apple store is now on the other side of Charlotte. It's quite a ways. Yeah, bit of yeah. a commute. So, 
I'm hoping that they build their own store somewhere in the northern reaches. It doesn't have to be close to that. Yeah. Well, and and when they were when they were shutting it down, that was one of the things they talked about. um, Was that that because that was kind of an announcement that they made that hey that we're shutting down this this store in Charlotte. You know, it's a fairly good sized city, and to lose a store like that is is kind of a shock. Um, But that there wasn't there was a plan in place. To build, they didn't have a location, but the thought was is that they would be putting in another one at some point, and that that would uh, then you know also be in the north. And quite frankly, I think they should just you know move it even further. Excuse me, uh, even further north up towards um, up towards you. You know, yeah. There's a pretty nice mall um, up near where uh, Katie lives. Just you know, another exit up the freeway. Yeah, I think there's several possible locations yeah. that would be in Huntersville, but that isn't exactly a, if they wanted a, uh, 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 a town with some cachet, they'd probably go to Davidson, which is a college town. Yeah. But, uh, that, uh, yeah. and there's enough communities around Davidson now that, that probably, I mean, I would drive yeah. over there. It's, yeah. Well, and let's face it, that's a fairly, you know, wealthy area. I don't understand why they wouldn't have a, a store up that way anyway. You know? Yeah, that's where the money is up there and out on the peninsula. Yeah, you know? the vast majority of people who were buying stuff in that store probably were driving from up there anyway. So, right. So, anyway, I hope that they do come back yeah. somewhere. And and I, I like I said, I think they've learned their lesson in malls. A lot of a lot of businesses have. Unfortunately, you know, that's true. Uh, There's a whole bunch of businesses that are are moving out of the mall. Uh, mall business and saying, "Hey, we want a standalone store in an area where we can control the the traffic a little bit better, you know, as to what it is." And you I'm know, not like, saying, not like, talking like about Walmart vehicle traffic, is, but yeah, you know, like Walmart has never been a mall type store. They've always done their own shopping centers yeah. and controlled it. I think big businesses that's the way yeah. they'll do this. I want to. I want to control, yeah, not just what my store is, what's around me. Right, right, yeah. exactly. That that's what it is. Is they they want to incro- control the environment around the store so that they that they don't end up with, with um, yeah, you know, the 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 negatives that that a lot of malls have these days. Um, you know, it occurs to me though too is that almost every, in fact, maybe every uh, Best Buy store has a large Apple presence in it now. And you can buy their entire product line at the Best Buy. Do you have a Best Buy that's close? And they also provide uh, service yeah. at Best Buys now. Uh, maybe you're right. I do have one of those. So, I have a Best Buy store outside of that same mall where they closed. Now, right. I, I suspect that you're right. That's probably expanded. I just haven't been in it in a while. Right. But you know, because of, because of my handicap, I don't go into hardly any stores anymore. Sure. But if it's if it's right. a um, you know if you needed to go to a store and if you needed to buy something and or get service for something then you could probably get a lot of that a lot of what was there in the Best Buy store you probably won't get quite yeah. the same experience you would if you were doing it directly with Apple but but uh, yeah but I know like our Best Buy store here has got a pretty good pretty good Apple presence and and they do a reasonably good job of training. Their people in the in that the, the section. The unfortunate thing I I think is that when the mall itself starts losing customers because of the reputation of the of the crime going on, it it affects the stores around it as well. Uh huh. So I don't know that that's true, but you know you may be putting yourself in danger even going to the Best Buy here. 
you know, yeah, it's across I, the street. It's not, it's not walking, walkable from one place to another. So maybe because of that. Yeah. yeah. I have no see, idea. I think, I think most of these thieves probably want, want just more customers to choose from randomly so they can find somebody who looks defenseless. And I don't know. I'm trying to think like a criminal now, but yeah. that they wouldn't want to go into a tech store. Maybe, you know, they're, yeah, I they're don't know. probably the young, young female shoppers or something, but you know, who knows that wouldn't go into a Best Buy. Yeah, well, I, yeah. I shouldn't say that because there was this engineer out in California that was killed recently, stabbed to death uh, uh, around some stores, and uh, but it didn't look like a ball on TV. Yeah. So I don't know what the situation was there. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard to tell. I mean, just don't, don't want to be at the wrong place at the wrong time, I guess. Yeah. I just shared something else that I thought was kind of interesting. It is a. Um, uh, it's called a Macaulay, 30 yeah, thirty-pin adapter. But what it does is it gives you uh, HDMI audio and and uh, video out from the iPad. So, um, you know. Oh, I see. It's an adapter to to a TV or something. Right. Well, you know, if you want to get that video out to go to something else, the other thing I thought of would be useful would be a um, a Bluetooth. Uh, a 30 pin to Bluetooth because a lot of those older devices like some of the uh, iPods didn't have Bluetooth built mm -hmm. into them even you know I'm pretty sure all the iPads did so you could do that but oh uh, my oh I, that's you're right none of my iPad pods that I was telling you about earlier uh, have Wi-Fi Bluetooth or Wi-Fi uh, uh, Bluetooth yeah or Wi-Fi or Wi-Fi most of them were designed to you would plug it into your computer and download the music right and it was just right. a, a storage place where you put music on it, which is why they That's don't right. work for streaming and all that other stuff. But um, and the reason I was asking that or thinking that is because, you know, if you if you can get Bluetooth out of it so that you can then attach your headphones, you could do like an apples to apples comparison. Um, but uh, there are Bluetooth adapters that just plug right directly into the headphone jack and then you can attach to that adapter and get your music out that way. You know, so there's ways to get Bluetooth out of some of the older iPods if you don't yeah. want to attach no, actual headphones. It's it says HDMI, but that's audio and video. Uh -huh. Do they have just an audio plug too? Don't know. I just it thought, thought I would. Yeah, I just thought I would share it with you. It got you know it's rated five stars. So who so those who have bought it, but I guess there's only one rating there, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, the, the oh. person who sells it gave yeah. it five stars. Um, yeah, That's you know, it. unfortunately, the video doesn't give you a uh, a picture of the ports and how it's set up or anything. It really doesn't tell you very much. So, that honestly, when I clicked on that, I was thinking it was the Bluetooth adapter, so it was Bluetooth out, but it's not. So, no. not what no, I thought it was. Yeah. Not what I thought it was. Yeah, I'm not sure this one has any value to me. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, well, I think it's been a pretty good day. We've had talked about a lot of things. Yeah, we did. We uh, went all over the place, and which is not atypical audience, for us, is uh, it? We we do that. We cover a variety of things, and I think that's yeah. a good thing about our show. Yeah, uh, I think we're beyond like generation tech. We're sort of generation tech-ish. <laughs> 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 we kind of start with the tech, and then we just kind of go with the flow. 
grooving. Yeah, we'll jump back occasionally when we feel guilty or something. Yeah, yeah. like, oh, yeah, tech. Yeah. <laughs> i just say, like, real quick, well, do we go through anything else here? It's um, We talked about iOS 17 potentially dropping uh, six-year-old devices. Uh, oh, we didn't talk about why Apple would want to buy Disney. Oh, I thought that was sounded weird because they've been talking on and off about that for years disney stock has been way down yeah because of their treatment of their customers uh that customer says i don't want disney stuff in fact they're even remaking some of their movies i hear now they've been remaking movies they've been remaking movies for over a decade that just shows you but that's just if you don't we don't have anything else to do yeah they've been they've been doing live action versions of all their animated movies uh, some have been more successful than others in that in that arena, and they usually introduce like one new song when they remake it, so that that way they have something new to sell. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, you know they've they've well they they basically just ousted their uh, CEO and brought back their CEO. previous CEO, um, you know, because they were having some issues. I think it's been talked about a lot in the past about that. I think largely just because when Steve Jobs passed away, he owned a whole bunch of Disney stock and was on the board. Yeah. And his wife now sits on the board or his former wife. And um, and so they said, well, there might be some synergy there. But the reality is that Disney has more employees than Apple, even though Apple is the more successful and richer company. So why would Apple want to then try to integrate a whole bunch of people into their corporate culture that don't have the same culture? They have their own corporate culture. The answer to that is they probably don't. Probably not. (laughs) And and that's, I think, probably what... Culture matters. Exactly. And I I think very much that those who were thinking about this thought about it because, oh, hey, you know, Jobs was involved with Disney and they would have their own, you know, they like to be vertically integrated and... And I think Apple's take is, yeah, we will be vertically integrated, but we're just going to do it ourselves. We're not going to go buy a Disney and then have to deal with all of that, what is it you do kind of questions, you know? <laughs> well, I have never thought of them as having any real technology uh, other other than the, the video technology that they were using at the time. Um, Disney? You know, they, they, yeah. They were um, animation people. Right. And they've done a lot with like animatronics and that kind of stuff. And a lot of that was actually they had there were some um, uh, spillover into uh, medical equipment and things like that that they had done early on back in the, uh, you know, 60s, 70s and 80s. But I, I yeah, I don't think Apple is I mean, uh, Disney is a leader in any of that stuff now. They are one of the more successful, um, you know, television and movie studios because Apple, I mean, uh, Disney also owns ABC and uh, ESPN. And, you know, I mean, they're they're into lots of different things. Well, Um, you know, that's the uh, that's the one thing that uh, just about any company you name out there, you know, recently, for example, Budweiser got into trouble uh, on the social media arena because there was one segment of of their Budweiser beer that they make specialized cans for small groups in certain regions. And it turns out that this group uh, was a uh, trans guy that uh, was, gave them a lot of social media publicity that they didn't necessarily want spread across the country. Well, they, in fact, if you read and understand the whole story is 
Budweiser has done this by at least hundreds of different cans that they specialize to maybe a certain area uh, for whatever reason. It's just part of their marketing. That's yeah, they do special event product packaging. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But so, but it sounded like when this when this uh, trans guy, I guess it was a gal. Yeah, it was a she. She got on her social media with all the Budweiser cans in front of her that had been dedicated to her, and uh, and everybody thought this was nationwide, and so it it turned out to be a real negative. Now uh, today I saw an article by the person who made the decision to do this, and he tried to explain, and she supported what she did and why she did it. Uh, I don't think she understood quite what she was saying because uh, the criticisms of her criticism <laughs> told the story that she didn't really pay attention to all of her customers. That's the people you want to impress in general. And uh, so anyway, we got this thing where people have boycotted a lot of Budweiser products mm -hmm. and uh, inc including me the other day, because I don't often buy beer anymore, but uh, I had a choice of Michelob, which very often I'll buy, or Yingling. And I said, ah, oh, I read the other day that Michelob, you know, well, I knew this anyway, was a Budweiser product. Now, there were a lot of Budweiser products that I didn't know about, like Pabst Blue Ribbon. They bought Pabst. Uh, so I learned about all of their beer brands, but what didn't include Yingling. So I bought Yingling. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. It was only one case, you know, but I just... Yeah, I, I would that. say that you should not uh, boycott Budweiser's, you know, based on on a uh, errant marketing message. You should bud, you should boycott Budweiser taste uh, based on crappy beer. Um, but but that <laughs> but that's me, you well, know, the man who who also has hosted a a, a beer podcast for for uh, a year or so, and. Um, yeah, there are lots of better choices out there. By the way, speaking of beer, did you hear that Sam Adams remastered their Boston Lager? You can't even buy the original Boston Lager anymore. They've changed Probably it. Probably lost the recipe, huh? No, they didn't lose the and recipe. They, did intentionally. they updated their flavor profile to match the the current tastes in American beer products. And so really? basically they took a classic beer that they built their brand on and made it crappier. Now, there was nice. also the presupp presupposition, which they deny, that they were just making it cheaper. They said that they have the exact same bill of grains to make the beer, that all they did was change the process in which they used to make the beer. But I bought a pack of it to see what it tasted like, and I was never a huge fan of Sam Adams, but I am not a fan at all of the new reflavored, reconstituted beer. Um, yeah, it's as stupid oh. as Coke making new Coke. I just, you know, I don't yeah, understand, yeah. you know, if you want to introduce something new, then introduce something new, but don't change your, your bread and butter. Yeah. But you know buy what the, it was? The... the reason they did that is that Sam Adams Boston lager is the number three selling product from the Sam, from their, from their parent company. Their number one is truly hard seltzer. And then number two was a hard lemonade. So their number one and number two products aren't even beer anymore. And so they were trying to bump up the beer, and I think they shot themselves in the foot instead. Yeah. Time by, the, by the way, this, this, this gal who run this, this ad for Budweiser, mm -hmm. she really 
told the, the true story about Bud Light specifically. Mm -hmm. Its its sales have been declining for decades. Yeah. That's that was verb right out of her mouth. Now it may have been declining, but I nobody knew how 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 long and how much. Right. But so she's, this was her problem to solve, and and so and she's just out of college. So obviously right. So she's looking really, looking you know, to find niche markets that can she can sell more beer into. Right. Yeah. And that that's exactly right. And in the process of doing it, it ended up backfiring on her and this other people boycotting the whole damn company yeah so and and her and she didn't back down at all in this answer the reply was understandable why you know given her training why she did what she did yeah but but i but but the people that commented on it they clearly understood that, that what marketing is really all about you you gotta you gotta know that you're talking to lots of people you don't know right. your, you know audience in every area in the country right. And she did major damage to the company. Yes. Yes. No, I know she has. So, so anyway. Yep. Yep. I will say one thing on the Budweiser front. I have a family yeah. member who chose to, uh, to not drink beer for 100 days. And they start at the beginning ah. of the year. 100 days ends tomorrow. But they ah. came to visit on Super Bowl Sunday. And so <laughs> I... Went and tried, and I bought some Bud Zero, which is their non-alcoholic brew, and oh, it's, okay. it's been it also had been reformulated recently, and uh, they basically brewed their Bud Light and then gently heated it to cook off the alcohol, and that's how they created it. Previously, they were brewing it differently, and they kind of created it with carbonated water and 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 some some syrups from from the beer making process to create a beer flavored drink now they're actually taking mm -hmm. beer and just taking the alcohol out of it and it really wasn't bad huh. you know it was it was Every refreshing day. and it wasn't bad and i yeah. you know i ended up buying i think a 12 pack and we both had some during the game and i have have uh, you know finished it off separately later um, in fact the last of it people were drinking at uh, so, easter so so uh, it's 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 a light with no alcohol, huh? Right. I mean, it's it's, really like it's it's a no alcohol beer, and you know by comparison, I have tried like a Heineken Zero, which is their no alcohol beer, which I found horrible, undrinkable. Uh, but this was not bad. This was not bad. I was actually uh, uh, somewhat somewhat impressed by their efforts. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, well, nobody was nobody was going to mistake it really for a full bodied thing. beer, but you know, yeah. That's the really great thing about capitalism is that we've got all these people out there trying stuff. And without trying thousands of times, you don't find the best, you know. Right. And ultimately, the, the, the guy who sells the most has got the best, right, presumably, if, he, mm -hmm. if his marketing was any good. Right. Yeah, all else being equal, which is not always the case. Yeah, it's not, but yeah. But anyway, it's a pretty good filter. And mm -hmm. so I'm, I'm a... I'm a strong advocate of capitalism, which has come under fire, I guess, by the new, newest generation for some reason. Yeah. But they don't quite understand the, there's the alternatives. A, there, there's and, a lot. You know, it's every every subsequent generation comes out and says, well, we've got to try to do things different and we'll rethink everything. And you guys don't know anything. And then they figure it all out. And, it, you know, it all shakes out in yeah. the end. I, I don't get too yeah. wound up about it. But, but, yeah, you know, you're young. You do stupid stuff. That's what being young is for. 
you yep. know, <laughs> that's when you do it. <laughs> that's when you do it, but, but, you know. But, 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 when you, but when you're doing it, you don't realize it. Yeah. And you know what? Sometimes when you're young, some of that stupid stuff turns out to be brilliant, you know, and that's what that yeah. that's what being young is for, too. You know, so it's, yeah. you know, you, you, you don't fight it. You go with it and say, just <laughs> it'll all work out in the end. It all washes out in the end. But uh, but yeah, mm-hmm. your choice for Yingling back to that. I yeah, if I lived where I could get Yingling, I would. I agree. By the way, I, I don't know what they've got up there in Pennsylvania, but there's two beers I like a lot. Mm-hmm. The Yingling and the Rolling Rock. Yeah. See, and you can get Rolling Rock. They're actually owned, owned by one of the corp, big big corporations, and so you can get that anywhere. Um, and yeah. I, yeah, I'm okay with that. But, uh, but yeah, I like the Yingling. You can't get that. They don't sell Yingling outside of the, uh, the kind of east and, and I think they come west a ways, but they don't, they don't make it all the way to this coast. Um, and I've even gone to yeah. like some of the places that where they import beers and stuff, you know, here to see if somebody would carry it. And I've not seen it here, mm-hmm. but, um, you know. And well, was it, they always say that, like, Ying, that Yingling and Sam Adams are the two largest independent brewers uh, in the country, and yeah, uh, and, I, and Sam Adams yeah. just ruined their beer. So, so now I got to find something else. <laughs> <laughs> well, they got to do to Yingling what they the, they did to Coors. Says you can't not ship it to us. We want it. Yeah, get it out here. And they said, well, I can't get it there in time. It's got to be fresh. <laughs> right. And people said, tough, we're going to ship it ourselves. And so finally they figured out, hey, we can make refrigerated trucks. Yeah. Imagine that. So, yeah, because they didn't yeah. want to put preservatives in it because that changed the flavor. But they wanted That's it right. fresh. Yeah. It's a difficult. Well, you got to respect the people that, that will uh, realize that you don't do stupid things like that. But there's still some out there who do, you know. Mm-hmm. The world's got all types. Yeah. Well, Somebody was, you know, in fact, um, my, uh, my other grandfather, not your dad, but, uh, my, my mom's dad was one of those guys who would drive where he could buy the Coors, load up his truck and bring it back and sell off part of it to pay for the run. (laughs) The people who wanted Coors (laughs) before Coors would started doing that, you know, he'd drive back. What was it? When they were living in Missouri, he'd drive back into Kansas to go buy his, that's right his, he wasn't too far from the border he said yeah. i don't know where i can go get some of that so he'd buy it and then bring it back and sell it to his friends to cover the cost of the beer so he'd basically get free beer and and gas <laughs> yep. yeah it's like well you know if that's what you want that's what you want seems silly they won't cross this line <laughs> you know <laughs> it sure does so but that was just arbitrary anyway it was yeah <laughs> it's like you know just somebody drew a line in the dirt sometime and Everybody goes, well, can't go over there now. Crazy. People, human beings, yeah. crazy stuff. So yep. we've been going Time almost two hours. Yeah, hour and 50 minutes. My goodness. So I'm going to hit the goodbye music. There we are. Thanks okay, so much for joining us. Ya. Good talking with you again, Dad. And we'll talk again next week. Okay. See you in a week. <laughs>